Hello, and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a DMD podcast where there are no small roles. And no, this isn't your usual dungeon master, David Knight. Tis I, Gaius the Masked Bard. You may have heard of me. I have cast a spell and polymorphed David into a regular player tonight oh in the DM seat. I know, you gotta stay in that seat. But tonight in the DM seat will be Chris Watts, who will be taking us on a Winter's Heart episode. I gotta go. I just heard about eight lusty maids who are milking in a local farm. And on for now. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Oh my goodness, we're in a room with the actual guy. <laughs> so weird to see him sat right next to Chris because it kind of looks slim- similar, but like, yeah. not quite. It's, so it's, just that, it's just that mask, isn't it, that's different. Otherwise, yeah. they're basically the same. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. How are Happy you? Happy holidays. Happy winter's heart. Feeling very festive. Yeah. Okay. So um, we've got some new characters uh, for this one shot and we're going to be setting it in a very Christmassy sort of setting. And it's up to our players, new characters to be uh, hopefully saving Christmas or at (gasps) least David's world's version of Christmas, which today we're calling Winter's Heart. Winter's Heart. No. Yeah. Uh, this is not set in the continent of El Tempian. It's in a different continent, and you know we're keeping it very timeless. It could be a year before the adventures of No Small Roles, a decade, a century. So it's all groovy, baby. We're just in our own Christmassy, improvy <laughs> Wonderland. Yeah. Wonderland, exactly. So with no further ado, let's cue the theme tune. your party of players and polyhedral dice your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice seize your sheets and d20 let's play dnd you'll hang your character swaggers with daggers in each hand you've all discussed what you must but even best laid plans take a turn when checks are missed roll initiative brandish your blade Fail your saves. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is your story. No guts, no glory. Confront your fate with every roll. Every White flakes of snow gently descend from the muted sky, casting a tranquil spell onto a snowy, sleepy town in the middle of a deep valley. The cobblestone streets are blanketed with a pristine layer of soft snow, muffling the usual sounds of the town and creating a hushed, serene atmosphere. Street lamps cast a warm glow, their light reflecting off the snowflakes as they lazily drift to the ground. Chimney smoke curls into the wintry air and the town appears to be 
in a peaceful slumber as your party descends from a steep hill on a goat trail from the woods. <laughs> the town of Sugarplum Springs is but a waypoint on your journey to wherever you're seeking refuge. Your party has gradually come together in the dark woods, having come from very different backgrounds. And you're looking for a place of safety, a place where you can take stock, and a place where you might be able to take the next step in your journey adventure. So, who do we see on this hill? Should we start with you, David? <laughs> okay. So, anybody from the town looking up into the hill, if they were to see me, they wouldn't necessarily recognize me as a person <laughs> because I am a Norway spruce. <laughs> I am a Christmas tree. <laughs> I am very much just a fir tree. Um, but I am decorated with all sorts of baubles and candles, which are currently unlit. But uh, um, I've got sort of leather straps crisscrossing me like tins- with like little tinselly bits uh, sort of sewn into them. And there are a, a couple of swords tucked into my branches uh, and, and, a, and a bow and arrow as well. Um, all hidden away. And yeah, uh, Hans Tannenbaum is very much just kind of with his roots out, just pulls himself along the snow. <laughs> okay, and who do we see following on from uh, Hans? Uh, Grace. Uh, you hear a whirring, clanking sort of noise as you see a uh, mechanical tin soldier, but a foot and a half tall. They go by he-they pronouns, and they are completely made of tin, um, but with a soldier's uniform painted upon it um, in red with bright blue trousers and a very uh, large hat. They have a huge moustache, and they also have a big like mechanical um, wind-up key at the side of them is how they kind of keep going. They have to kind of stop occasionally, crank themselves up a bit more, and then the legs will continue going. Uh, In front of them, there is your kind of classic traditional drum, uh, also made of tin. And then within their body, which is hollow, they keep all of their various different weapons. So ready uh, for adventure whenever it might hit. So they have escaped from their creator who has made him fall uh, her daughter as a a soldier to remind the little girl of her father but this you see this tin soldier didn't feel right being given as a gift because he hasn't seen any adventure he's not a true soldier yet so he's come out into the world to try and prove himself as a soldier and he is known as Major Tin <laughs> Excellent <laughs> And finally, coming up at the very back of our party as you're skidding and sliding down this hill. Go ahead, Ben, tell us who we see. So at the back of the group is a snowman, about four or five foot tall. Classical, you know, snowman look. Branches for arms, uh, little uh, fur cone feet at the bottom of them. Uh, Scarf, red scarf wrapped round them, a little hat on top of their head. Uh, sort of eyes that maybe were once cold but now look a little more animated, carrot nose, and slightly concerning looking teeth as well that are just a little bit too sharp. <laughs> um, 
gosh, it's Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perched on uh, one of their twig arms is a... Uh, a robin, slightly larger than your average robin, maybe, but a little robin sits there, tweeting, tweeting away. This is Fingal, the snowman, who uses he/they pronouns, and Lumi, the robin, and uh, they, the rest of the group, uh, have encountered Fingal, I believe, in the woods at some point during their travels, mm-hmm. where they appear to be sort of rooted to the ground, and they've helped unroot them and uh, bring them on their travels with them. Okay. And as you're travelling through uh, the snow, you're sneaking your way down into the uh, the bottom of the valley. You know, the crisp air is filled with a sudden sense of anticipation as a faint jingling sound uh, crescendos into a, a joyous melody. You see a large red sleigh glide across the full moon, laden heavily with a large sack. And the unicorns pulling it suddenly turn and take a nosedive towards you in your direction. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> it's crashing down where we are. <laughs> it's it's going in a beeline straight for you three. Take cover! I stand very still and I draw my bow within my branches. Yeah. Hey, I, I think we got to run. <laughs> and Finkel will run out the way. <laughs> Major Tin dives into the snow. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Fingal, um, it's difficult to rain, so you're doing your best as snow to try. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> oh. Can you make me um, a dexterity saving throw, please? Dex saving throw, first roll of the game. <laughs> yep. I dexterously leap out the way with a six. <laughs> okay, so you do leap out of the way. That's really good. Um, however, you've fallen into a large patch of, of soft snow which, you know, culminates around your body and then you get bigger and then you get bigger and you start to realise that you are moving as you are rolling downhill bigger and bigger and bigger and and you're heading towards a massive rock. What do you do? Help! I will um, attempt to reach out with my little twiggy arms and see if I can grab onto anything as I roll. Okay, make an acrobatics or an athletics check. Okay. I will try for acrobatics, if I may. 14. Okay, so you do manage to snag yourself um, onto a very thin tree, um, which sort of bends with your grip, and all of that excess snow just sheds off of you, whilst the rest of you is just still clinging on to for dear life. And you gently pull yourself back up, and just at that moment, the sleigh pulls up from the nosedive and lands next to all of you in the snow. And uh, what you see on the sleigh is a large fae stepping out of the sleigh. Uh, His large black boots, his bulging red robe and his shaggy white beard are topped with a pair of twinkling almond eyes and a chestnut-coloured scalp and pointed ears. And on his sweating face is a grim expression. There is also, uh, climbing out of the sleigh, a very, uh, how can I say this? A very Ben Galpin-looking elf. (laughs) (laughs) who is holding lots and lots of parchments lots of scrolls lots of uh, research and lists and notes Um, his knees are buckling and he's shivering in green tights and golden bells please tell me he's called Ben Elf yes he's called the Ben Elf that's canon now Uh, Ben you have entered the world (laughs) shout out to any Ben and Holly fans (laughs) (laughs) Greetings, my fine, formidable friends. 
Tis happy chance I have spotted you right now on these cold ends. This is the large uh, fey elf who is speaking to you through his whiskered beard. In a world of snow and twinkling light, I'm Father Winter, a jolly sight. With a snowy beard and usually a merry grin, I bring children in need gifts, and thus let festivities begin. (laughs) I clutch my list of names. And with that, the uh, elf looks very annoyed, having got a massive pile of lists in his hands. I clutch my list of names, each child's dreams I've sworn to keep. Yet Jack Frost, with fey lord fingers, threatens to steal them in his wintry sweep. Gifts wrapped with love, tied with bows so tight, might succumb to Jack's whims disappearing in the frigid night. I tighten my grip on my reins, I resolve in my weary stare, determined to fly off and outwitch Jack Frost to protect each gift with utmost care. With a twinkle in my eye, and a soft plea, soft and low, I ask a favour, a mission to bestow. A child in need of the Dickens estate, and with that he points to the town below, <laughs> longs for a gift to divert him from a path of dark fate. Brave ones, embrace my knight's final quest with heart so bold, steal into his home, and in sleeping Charles's arms, this gift enfold. Any gifts towards the tree, as currently the uh, <laughs> snowman is brushing off excess snow and Major Tim is rigidly trying to sit up from the snowbed that they have made themselves, <laughs> and presents to the tree a rich crimson-coloured gifted box uh, with a green ribbon on top. And with that, he gets back into his sleigh and starts to rummage around with the reins. And the elf turns to all of you and goes, All right, so um, uh, just checking that uh, you understand (laughs) what is uh, being asked of you today. Please, if you could place the uh, present underneath my bows, I will uh, help, of course, in delivering uh, this gift unto the child. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'll just, uh, uh excuse me. Just do just that. Did, just, and just under there. D- Danke. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as the present is kind of like tucked under, it ever so slightly gets like pulled up into the lower branches. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Uh, so it's almost like <laughs> another ornament type thing within, within my bowels. Right in the baubles. Okay. <laughs> right in the baubles. So... <laughs> Great. Major Tin has dug himself out. He's standing upright. And they salute both uh, the large fay and the uh, elf. Uh, uh, your orders have been accepted. It will be my absolute pleasure to help you and aid you in this course. Yeah. Um, Fingal looks at the, 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 the two fay creatures and goes, did you say to to stop Jack Frost? Um, yes. Uh, well, basically, we've we've heard reports mid-flight that uh, uh, Jack Frost um is trying to steal the presents from children that we've already delivered to, and oh, no. and unfortunately, because of the magic of uh, Father Winter, um, if all of the children's gifts are not delivered before the crack of dawn, then unfortunately, uh, they will all disappear. If even mm. one gift is missing, then unfortunately. Um, Winter's heart cannot go forward and the magic will cease forever. So this really is down to you, unfortunately, uh, because uh, we, we have no time. We have to go in over to, I believe, where is he over? El Tempir. He's over in El Tempir and um, we need to get over there and stop him straight away and 
solve all this, but we just we can have time. We can solve everything apart from this one thing. And oh. if that doesn't get done, then again, the winter's heart magic ends. So please, oh, no. we would really appreciate it. Uh, and there will be great reward if you could uh, just deliver this one parcel to uh, a child of the Dickens estate. Uh, his name is Charles. And he's just down there in a townhouse, big townhouse, just down there in, uh, I believe it's called uh, da, 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 uh, Sugar Plum Springs. Wow. Yes. Yes, I think this is possible for us to deliver the present to um, the uh, young master Charles Dickens. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, yes, I believe so. And Wonderful. No time to waste. No time to waste. We must make haste. All right, that's um, him speaking in verse, as always. It's quite annoying. Um, I'm going to get back into the say now. Um, right. All right. Uh, 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 and for now, everyone. And uh, take care. And, and, on. With, and on. And on. With that, his sleigh slides off the um, slope and flies off into the moonlit air. And with that, you have your objective, everyone. Wow. I think this is entirely possible for us to achieve uh, as a team. I say so. Uh, what a wonderful chance to prove ourselves as heroes and, and soldiers for the light and goodness of the world. You mentioned a reward. I wonder what that was. Ah, uh, doing good is but a reward enough. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I have been looking out for a family, for a child, for someone to bring joy to. I, I actually have run away from a very uh, rich and spoiled family. The Ebon Screw family. So, and <laughs> they were not very appreciative well, they sound of, horrible. Exactly, of Christmas. And so, and so, I think if we shall bring the joy to this child, then it is uh, better for not only saving the whole world from this Jack Frost character, but also bringing him happiness. Yeah. Wow. What a stand up tree you are. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Have you two heard of Jack Frost before? Um, no, I, this is our, our supposed enemy. Oh, no, I, I've, beyond his name, I do not know this man. And, and this Father Winter? Um, Chris, have, have, has Fingal heard of Father Winter before? As a, as a snowman. <laughs> yeah. uh, roll a history check. Thank you. Sadly, I'm not Orin, so that's just a plus one for a nine. A nine. Okay, well, you will know that he is known to be um, a fae. Um, that has lived for a number of years and whose charity is become a, a legend around these parts. Uh, he's the sort of uh, patron of charity and looking out for others, particularly children and particularly those in need. So you, you know the general folklore of him, but you don't know anything more than, than that, I'm afraid. Cool. Do you two know about this Father Winter? Guy, I mean, he just flew out the sky. He could have been anyone. I, I heard my creator tell a few stories to the young child uh, that uh, I was that I was intended for. Uh, uh, oh, I, I mean, they weren't as interesting as you know the war stories. So, uh, seems like a upstanding sort of chap, though. Yes, uh, magic gifts. <laughs> Pretty good, really. Yes, I was expecting him to be delivering presents under me uh, in my given abode. And so it is a surprise that it has come early, of course, but I am happy to be the deliverer in this instance. Uh, I'm a mobile tree for this one-off night. Well, yes. Surprising uh, uh, to me as well. <laughs> I see. Okay, well, I guess uh, we got a mission. Mm. 
Uh, oh, did, did you know much of this Jack Frost being a, a being of frost yourself? Oh, um, yeah, I, I feel like I've heard of him. I mean, I'm pretty new to, um, to, to this, you know, world, so uh, ah. I guess I, 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 I don't know much about what happens here. Well, when you've been in existence for about a month, then you will know the true meanings of this world, as I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I, there's, there's lots more to learn about this plane, this world. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Do not worry, young snow person. I <laughs> shall guide you in the ways of this world. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited. No, I... Uh, uh... Have been alive much longer than the two of you from the ah, sound of things. Two months. No, roughly three hundred years. Oh wow! Oh, okay, but for long. most of that period of my lifetime, I just was in the forest. So <laughs> it is only recently, in in roughly a month or so, that I have been moving around. Well, how did that suddenly happen? Did you did you just like become sentient one day? Like, uh, well, t- tell me about that. <laughs> Uh, well, well uh, I was cut down and brought in. I oh, was no. al- al- alive as a tree, uh, and I was cut down uh, and brought into the household. Uh, but un- when I was given my decorations, I saw that the family was not deserving, and so I have left them. I decided wow. I would move, and and so now I move. <laughs> That's a, that is a force of will. <laughs> Talking of moving, uh, obviously during this hill conversation, we have been moving down the hill towards um, yes. uh, the Sugar Plum Springs. But I say my uh, my joints are getting a bit frozen out here. So would one of you be so kind as to allow me to hitch a ride either on uh, your shoulder or within your bowels? Of, of course, in my bowels. <laughs> B- bowels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with your bowels, I'd be much more cosy in within there. My pre- yes, within my branches. Uh, if you please, I do not have a little fairy or a star upon my very highest branch, so you are welcome to sit right at the top and be look out. <gasps> yes, yes, you shall be my mighty steed of pine. I accept. Thank you very much. Do you, do you want to borrow Lumi as well? She can fly over if you want. I'll send Lumi, my little flying robin companion, over to, to nestle in a branch somewhere on the tree. Yes, <laughs> onwards. Okay. Yes. Uh, how how does he do it climbing up uh, <laughs> the tree, Chris? Well, yeah, it's 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 okay. It's like uh, luckily Hans is bending down a few of his branches to give first purchase, so there's mm-hmm. not too much of a, of a of an effort to get there. And there's a little bit of scurrying, a little bit of tickling, a little bit of uh, jiggery pokery as you eventually oh. make your way to <laughs> the top of the tree. Oh, sorry, of Hans. Thank you. <laughs> well, I am a tree as well as a Hans. Uh, yeah. But you have no Hans. <laughs> no, no, I have no Hans. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good. <laughs> He's a walking, you know, winter's heart paradox. <laughs> <laughs> so you travel down the hill and you make your way into the town. Uh, as your feet step into the town, uh, street fires bathe you in a yellow glow. A large townhouse looms above the distant uh, rooftops in the distance. But I'd like everyone to make a perception roll first as you enter the sleepy town. That is a 15 for Hans. Ooh, natural 20 for a 20. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a 14 for Major Tim. Okay. 
So Major Tim is not used to, uh, of course, mounting moving trees. <laughs> I just can't quite get myself comfortable. Will you stop breaking around up there? I don't want to drop you. Just, uh, whoa, don't put your fern up there. <laughs> Lumi flies up the tree. <laughs> in the meantime, with that natural 20, uh, Fingal, you see uh, in the distant alleyways on your left and right, uh, small plumes of smoke coming up um, and then stopping and then starting again. Like chimneys or like signals? Uh, they, these are very small. Um, they're just like almost blows of smoke coming out Ooh. from uh, the alleyways on the left and right. And you see uh, glints of axes just peeking out from behind the corners as well. I will whisper quietly to the, the tree and the, <laughs> the tin soldier at the top of the tree. Um, okay, there seems to be... There's some smoke there and there. I point out where with my branch. And... Axis? It doesn't look like. I mean, I'm I'm no expert. <laughs> I, I I'm just a snowman from a from a forest. <laughs> but um, that doesn't look like uh, homely fires to me. Yes, these are my two worst enemies: the axe and the fire. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. <sighs> oh, I, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, enemies. it was better to be prepared. It sounds yeah. like a potential ambush of these. Axes and fires to me. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big fan of fire either. And at that moment, uh, stepping out from the shadows is the cause of this smoke, which is um, a a man wrapped in a big, thick cloak holding an axe. And he appears to be uh, speaking to another person who is breathing out this smoke. And uh, it's that cold that, you know, so all of you who don't naturally breathe this is quite a weird phenomenon to see breath <laughs> being manifested into the cold night air. Witchcraft. <laughs> and you can see that they're talking about patrolling the streets, making sure that everything is safe, nothing is out of the ordinary. At one point, met by the people on the left side as well, who come out wrapped in cloaks, talking about being a quiet night, you know, wanting to, you know, end their shifts so they can get home and, you know, make sure there's, there's gifts under the tree for the children to enjoy winter's heart. What do you do? do? Do they they look like they're in uniforms, like they're kind of like town guard kind of figures, or yeah, they're all in the same colour of uh, green cloaks. Mm. I think Fingal, as an instinctive reaction, just goes really still, <laughs> like there's just a snowman in the street. <laughs> yeah, the same. Hans and <laughs> Hans and Fingal standing very still next to each other, like <laughs> I'm very much just a tree. Do not mind myself. <laughs> Realizing the stillness of his companions, uh, they also go quite still themselves but as they start to realize these may be fellow soldiers he cannot help but slowly move his arm up into a salute <laughs> very good very good so they've they've spotted you and a bit confused because you know you're on a paved street where a a, tr- a tree has suddenly sprouted up <laughs> and a snowman appears to be <laughs> Sort of hiding behind the tree. <laughs> Roger, did you uh, did you see anyone make the snowman? It wasn't here earlier on. Uh, okay. Uh, um, what's that on the top of it? It's a little saluting soldier. Oh, Who nice. are you calling little? <laughs> <laughs> All three men take three steps back and ready their axes. Warner, stand down, everybody, stand down. I am but a fellow soldier like yourself, and I, you see, I tower upon my mighty steed. A tree. Uh, 
Be you friend or, or, or enemy? What do you mean, friend or enemy? He's a talking toy! <laughs> yes! I will not be an enemy unless you make yourselves an enemy to me. I see that we are comrades in arms, and I have a very important mission along with my companions here. <laughs> Hearing that we've been addressed as companions, I think um, Fingerhor sort of like waved their little twig arms and, and pressed to digitate a little plume of snow. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and, um,. Three of them all run away. Hey! <laughs> and do come back! Oh! Yeah, they're, they're, they've gone scarpered. Um, even one of them has dropped their axe in fright, and they are sprinting away into the shadows. Ah, <laughs> oh, gorgeous. In which case, I will just make my way over and just slowly pick up that axe with the uh, with my bows. <laughs> okay. That is uh, that is yours now. That is an axe. Yeah! You have an axe. Ah. <laughs> You're a tree with an axe. Oh. <laughs> it is a kind of uh, immersion therapy. Uh, face your fears, you know. Yeah. <laughs> One less axe for them. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I can throw it at them if I need to. Mm, very good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fingal tries to imagine what a tree throwing an axe looks like and fails. <laughs> huh. It appears that these soldiers do not have the gumption and the strength to... Well, even guard this little area. They seemed quite afeard of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No wonder this Jack Frost can just steal presents, huh? You're quite right. This town needs a much stronger form of defence, uh, much like ourselves instead of those uh, little scaredy eggnogs. <laughs> uh, perhaps, um, I, I've never really thought about it, but are we uh, a, a very usual sight to behold by these people? What, uh, what a, uh, a snowman, a tree and a toy soldier? Yes, exactly. I was not surprised when I met either of you. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I honestly don't really know. Well, I just hope that perhaps we do not scare the child in the same way that we have scared these soldiers. Ah. Well, that's true. It might have just been my teeth. Sorry about them. Oh, they're very fine teeth. How else <laughs> would you uh, smile as beautifully as you do? Yeah, precisely. They glint with a shiny sharpness that oh, says welcome. <laughs> I like to think so. Very good. I don't know. I think we are as as good a sight as one should expect to see on a, a chilly winter's heart night. Yes, exactly. It does. Uh, unfortunately, they would have potentially been of help to finding this uh, Dickens estate. Perhaps we shall move onwards and, and see if we can find this Dickens estate from... Uh, Looking around, Chris, do you see any things like street signs or anything like that? No, you don't see any street signs. But what you do see is you do see far off in the distance a tall townhouse that seems to be dominating the uh, surrounding rooftops. From my own experience coming from a large household, it is those with the built buildings, the, the large buildings that seem to have um, the presence and the decorations in the small children. So perhaps we will find the boy we are looking for up there. Perhaps. So the bigger houses get the bigger presents? Is that what you're saying? Yes, but uh, well, let us hope this boy is deserving. Yes. Father Winter seemed to think so. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I trust that guy, but yeah. Yeah, so it does seem slightly unfair for those at the big houses to get the big presents, you know. It should be yeah. same for everybody, you know, get the same amount of rations. Maybe we... Maybe we need to do a little bit of present redistribution if that's the case. You never know. Never know. But perhaps, like you say, Hans, this may well be a deserving child. 
Exactly. He has already had, if all is to be believed, his present stolen from him. So Ah. we shall deliver the present to this child and then perhaps distribute things from his household to the others in the town. Yes. Yeah. Or or from other households into his or wherever they need to be. These sound like good plans. Well, onwards to the large house. Indeed. Let us us try to travel uh, perhaps a little more subtly than we have been. I shall remain (laughs) quiet. Fingal tries to hide his face behind his branches as he walks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. So with the town guard raised now and uh, word getting out that there are some weird witchcraft and trickery going on in the night. Uh, can you all make Uh-oh. stealth checks, please? Uh-oh. And this is going to be an increased DC because you've made yourselves known <laughs> oh, from no. the off. <laughs> uh, do you do you want one for me, Robin, too? Yes, please. Okay. That is a nine total. Uh, that's a 12 for Major Tin. Um... Oh, that's a natural one for a three for Fingal. <laughs> oh my god. And Lumi the Robin rolled a 17. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So uh, what's going to happen is that uh, Major Tin is quite small and is hiding in the tree, but occasionally darts out when Hans is tripping up over these cobst- cobblestones because it's a bit of a weird it's thing. It's very difficult to... to move through the streets. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Eventually you do make your way to the big house. However, uh, Fingal, you get lost. Um, <laughs> Well, this you looks like a good street. end up stepping into another town square, which uh, has uh, three of the guards who proceed to attempt to hack you to bits. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! A large one comes up, swoops you um, under the neck, and sends your head flying off into the distance. <laughs> with one clean slice, it topples to the floor. And because of that, your rest of your body instinctively falls over, falls apart. And they think they've defeated whatever devilry is going on tonight. <laughs> so they all cheer, celebrate, and off they go. Whilst it's up to you to slowly okay. but surely regain your body as I'll you drag you yourself across do. the square. Once, yeah, once once they've gone, I will look through uh, Lumi's eyes so that she can guide me. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I will probably take about ten minutes, fifteen minutes, while I slowly, well, I get the wrong direction and gently drag my body over until my head eventually is next to it, and then plunk my head back on the top stand back up and and jump back into my own eyes again. Okay. It's really hard to do that in third person. (laughs) Can Lumi please just make a perception check as she will fly around and attempt to find Hans and Major Tim? (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) Major Tim, have you seen where our snowman friend has gone? Yes, I believe there there looks like there's a pile of snow just there. I've been assuming that that was Fingle, but it doesn't quite have the so same... There's so much snow around. I, 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 I keep getting very confused as to yeah. if it is him or if it is just a pile of snow. Perhaps perhaps they have, uh, you know, disguised themselves so well. They are they are so stealthy that that is why we cannot even see them. Ah, yes, that, that is making of the sense. Mm. <laughs> it's a six for Lumi to try and find them. <laughs> Okay, Lumi doesn't see them, but they see Lumi. Ah, I see the small little flying things that he has. Ah, yes. Come here, small one. Come here. Lumi will fly down. We are unable to see your uh, larger friend. Uh, He obviously is very good at hiding. Uh, Could you point us in the right direction? Can Lumi, like, flap over and guide them back towards where Fingal is? 
finishing up the final assembly. Okay. That hit is going to cost you two hit points, just to let you know. That is entirely uh, fair. I lost my <laughs> head. <laughs> and for any other creature, that would be the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. But your snow, it's fine. As long as it, as long as you don't melt. Like you are you are weirdly able to, to get yourself back together. Luckily it was a cutting motion as opposed to a bludgeoning. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, that could be nasty. Blinding Baubles, what happened to you? Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I went the wrong way somehow, and I met up with those three, the ones with the axes. And um, Hans, I'm beginning to understand why you are not a big fan of axes. <laughs> I, I am not a big fan. I, I gotta say, I'm not a big fan either. <laughs> well, you must stick with us. Don't go getting yourself lost. Yes. Otherwise, no. this whole mission will be a failure, and I cannot have that. Figgy Pudding, I'm sorry. I'll try and stick together. <laughs> so you eventually make it to the house. It's a tall townhouse with large windows that are shuttered to the night. It's surrounded by uh, a steel black fence, a uh, polled fence, so you can see through into the garden. But unfortunately, they're all a little bit too close for at least Hans and for Fingal to get through. Yes, um, I will not be able to make my way through this fence. Well, uh, it appears that I can. Just uh, step through the bars. I wonder uh, if we can find a alternative entrance to get you both through. I shall do a, a reconnaissance. Yeah, otherwise we can use that axe. Uh-huh. Do you think the axe will work upon the metal bars? It will not draw too much attention? Oh, no, sorry. No, maybe not. I don't know. But we could use it to slice you in pieces and then pass you through I'm not the... a big no I don't yes, know if I'm a big fan the, of this idea no, I, I, would, I would put you back together on the other side no exactly that would be very easy for you I, I don't really understand how the, uh, the the nervous system of a snowman works but um, I, I, I didn't love losing my head so <laughs> the idea of being spaghettified okay yes maybe okay that is perhaps not the best idea Major Tim though if you are able to make your way through if you are perhaps able to find a gate in which you can be opened ah. uh, then then the two of us may follow you through the gate excellent plan Hans do you want to take Lumi with you oh yes uh, Lumi uh, would you care to join me Lumi will flap after Major Tim very good and in the meantime we will do our best standing uh, still <laughs> yes, <laughs> and pretending not to be these animated versions of of other creatures, you know. No, uh, we do not wish to scare the populace. It's a tree and a snowman hanging. Out. Just very normal things to see <laughs> in this winter time. Uh, tell you what, I'll um I'll hang onto your branch, and I'm gonna look through Lumi's eyes. Well, well, we had. Yes, indeed. Now, Lumi, we really need to find a, an excellent portal to allow our dear companions to come through and. Do this mission with us. We must complete it correctly. Chris, uh, what does Major Tin see? Can he find himself a way to get everyone else through? Sure. Okay. So um, you go through the very clearly locked front gate. Uh, You slip through the bars. You go through a very beautifully structured garden with hedges and um, rows upon rows of lovely trees. And the townhouse is sort of standalone house. It's not terrace, so you can go all the way around the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, it has steps that go up to its front. And you can see at the back as well, there's a, there's back steps that go up to a smaller door. Um, there is a back gate also. I shall investigate the back gate. So you investigate the back gate, and it's quite clear to see that it is unlocked and ajar. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Lumi, send word to the others. Fly as fast as the wind. <laughs> um, I, I just come out of Lumi's eyes uh, at the other end and go, oh, okay, they found a gate. <laughs> Major Tim will put all his strength into slowly trying to open up this gate. Yep. Can we okay. start heading round to where we've seen the gate? Okay, you slowly make your way around the fence and another guard walks through the streets when suddenly both of you suddenly stop. Stand still, frozen. Keep really still. We are just a very normal tree and a snowman. <laughs> guard walks past and then you carry on. <laughs> and you go all the way around the estate and then you are let in through the back gate by Major Tim. Wonderful work. Major Tim, truly uh, excellent reconnaissance. Ah, oh, thank, thank, yeah. thank you very much, you know. Well, it's, well done, soldier. It, it was the way I was built, you know. <laughs> uh, there appears also to be a back door. Perhaps we should uh, approach that. Yes, uh, I think so. Uh, perhaps if uh, this Jack Frost has has uh, had some effect on stealing the chi- uh, child's presence already, then we should be uh, very careful as we enter the, the abode. Mm. Oh, that's true. Uh, do we know, um, DM, is there any kind of indication about whose house this is? Is There isn't like a name on a doorbell or something or um, like on a letterbox or anything like that? Uh, there appears to be a small letterbox uh, next to the front gate as you do a full surveillance of the whole estate. A uh, small letterbox which does say Dickens. Yeah, well, this, I mean, this certainly looks like the place. Ah, yes. Well, that is good. Good confirmation. Mm. Yeah, you're right. They might be on guard if uh, if that naughty Jack Frost person has been around stealing. Chris, are the lights on? Are there lights? Is it? Does it seem like anybody's home? There is a light on in um, some of the windows, but not all of the windows, mostly in the downstairs. They appear to be not lights of, you know, a fixture, but more like a firelight. It appears that the fires are lit. Fire? Well, you know, to keep the, the people warm inside the house. Oh, I... How do you feel? You, you're not a big fan. Uh, oh, yeah, no. Um, ah. I'm a big fan of fire, warmth. Mm. Indeed, a great many of my own family have... Uh, have being ended and turned into the the Yule logs, as they are called, uh, this time of year. It is a very dangerous period for 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 our kind as well. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. See, I I guess um, if there are fires lit, that means there are people around downstairs. Um, uh, what did that uh Father Winter say? We gotta sneak in and deliver the present. Is that right? We have to deliver it right to the hands of the young Charles. Chris, mm-hmm. um, how high is the second story of this house? And also, how tall am I? It's <laughs> a good question. Um, you, have, <laughs> you say you've been alive for 300 years. Yeah, not necessarily the tallest in the forest. No, 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 I would say that. I'd say that. Uh, so I'd say you're a solid seven foot tall. You're a pretty big tree, you know, as far yeah. as tree goes. But, you know, you're on your, you know, the sapling on your mother's side was, you know, not of a, of a very big tree. <laughs> There's a bit of a, uh, you know, cross, you know, um, pollination, pollination going on there yeah. with something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say you're a thoroughbred tree, uh, you know, um, fir tree. Like, you don't go, you're not towering all the way up, but, you know, you are of the tr- fir tree family. Uh huh. Does, like, my top branch 
reach up to like the second floor window. Is it possible for I'm thinking Major Tim to be able to reach that high? Not me personally, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. use me as a ladder almost. Uh, give it a go. I don't think it would be uh, high enough because I'm I'm thinking it's along the lines of 15 feet. Uh, so yeah. you know halfway High there mm-hmm. you can see what you, you could you could come up with some way of trying to reach those those windows but uh it's up to you i don't think you'd be able to reach just by major tim standing on top yeah just by stretching uh major tim if if it is possible that you think that we could gain access via the second floor i it seems that i cannot quite reach myself and even your small stature is not quite high enough but yeah. perhaps how would you feel if i uh, flung you towards vin- the window <laughs> with a small bend in my trunk and then a, a quick flick i think you could perhaps make it uh, certainly sounds like the sort of heroic thing a soldier would do i have quite athletic prowess so i'm certainly open to the idea uh, i do have another su- Suggestion, something <laughs> a, a little more tricksy, perhaps. Oh, you do not want to be flung. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not ruling it out. I'm okay. not ruling it. I think it should. Could we could also, you know, fling pieces of um our good friend here. Ah, oh, yes, what, flings what, the snowballs. Well, why, what's with the flinging of bits of me? Well, thing? You know, you, I mean, can, you the... go in sections rather than in a full, possibly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could we could fling sections of any one of us if we're well, going to fling uh, sections. Uh, How about I, I do not wish to be cut apart or to be flung. Well, no, neither do I. I'm already quite small, you <laughs> see. Uh, well, you see, but I have another suggestion. That yeah, maybe one that doesn't involve easier. flinging sections of us, please. Uh, well, yes. Uh, uh, you see, obviously, we are things that people would love to have inside their homes at Winter's well, Heart. Speak for yourselves. Well. Myself and hands are, and if yes, we yeah. were to perhaps uh, ring uh, the, the bell for entrance and um, have a note saying we are a gift and we remain very still, they will bring us into the home thinking that we are a gift. They will put our pans in a pride of place. They will put me underneath thinking I am but a toy when I am so very much more. And then. When it is quiet, we shall let you into the home as well. Actually, this is a much better plan than the flinging. I mean, I prefer it to the flinging. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not a big fan of the flinging plan. Uh, do any of you know how to write? Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do we know how to write? <laughs> um, ben, make an arcana check. Okay. And... David, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, no I don't think I can. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> okay, you uh, you thought you knew letters. You you thought you, you you understand the idea of letters. You understand the idea of writing sentences and everything. But unfortunately, the formations and the grammar and everything just don't quite work. And I think Hans would take a verse to um, using pencils. Yeah, I think like <laughs> yes. um, Fingal looks down at their, their arms and like I don't think I can write with these. Mm. Perhaps, perhaps there is some way. Uh, if we could carve it into the snow in the ground, the message that we wish to delay, uh, relay. Uh-huh. Uh, we are not sure on the spelling exactly, of course, but if there's just a big arrow pointing at us, that would uh, perhaps suffice. Hmm. I, I mean, I might be able to do an arrow with these sticks. I, I, I can probably do an arrow. Yes, and I, I can, I can walk along as well to, to uh, firm it. Uh, yes. uh, perhaps we could also. Draw a picture of a present 
to show that we are a present. Oh, yeah. And and I could stand at the other end of the arrow so they don't get ideas about taking me inside while the fires are lit. Very good. Yes. I, I can send Lumi in with you if you guys get in, and then um, when the coast is clear and maybe you've tamped down those fires inside, then I, I can try and sneak in. Mm. Yes, Lumi would work very well as a, as a decoration upon hands. Yes. Uh, yeah, she can be a lovely little uh, stuffed robin. Very good. Okay, so are you doing this at the front door or the back door, guys? Ah. Oh, front door? Yeah. Yes, uh, it is my, uh, from my time, uh, whilst I was being created, I did recognise many people go to the front door, though the closer friends would go through the back door. Oh, well, we don't know them that well. No, no, so to the front it is. So you're choosing the front door, I presume? Yes, I will, uh, uh, did you say there were some steps up towards the front door? Yes, there are steps up to the front. I think I would place myself at the bottom of the steps because it is perhaps a little strange if the tree is right at the very top, right at the front door itself. That's that's true. I'm doing the arrow on the floor, pointing to you. Yeah. Yes, please. Thank you very much. I will take my my stillest pose. <laughs> I will attempt to draw an arrow in the snow on the floor with my twig hands. And can Major Tim assist? Okay. Could I make a performance check to look? <laughs> to look better to look more attractive as a, as a tree <laughs> okay I've got plus zero to performance but <laughs> yeah I was gonna say yeah no go, go, I was gonna say like just do a straight charisma roll if I may but... as- assist hands I'm probably busy with the arrow but once I've done the arrow I would happily try and assist hands by doing some prestidigitation if I may okay maybe to yeah. give hands a nice aroma of of like a lovely pine sort of scent uh, wafting in the air yeah, roll with advantage on charisma. Straight nice. Forward. Um, and as a swarmkeeper ranger, um, I will get some of my. <laughs> that's not very good. Uh, even with advantage, but um, I'll have some of my like candles like slight start to like flicker around me as if you know, mm. very like okay. like a well lit Christmas tree. But uh, in total, that was a five. <laughs> so five. Okay. Doesn't look the best. Perhaps a bit scraggly. In the end there. Yeah. I think the, the odour hasn't quite worked. Um, Fingal's <laughs> not quite sure what pine smells like. So it just there's a slight sewage aroma, like, just in the air. Okay, that's that's what is uh, being presented. And um, what are you doing, Major Tim? So um, I have been helping uh, Fingal with the arrow and the picture of the, um, the present in the snow. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once uh, that seems... Very good. Then I shall make my way over to Hans and uh, do a lovely soldier pose, holding my drumsticks in front of me, the drum in front of me, uh, to really show that I am a soldier that a young child would wish to play with. Okay. And who is ringing the doorbell? Oh, I will send <laughs> none of us for Lumi a while. <laughs> over. Can Lumi ring the doorbell with her beak? <laughs> Yeah, we'll say it. Go on then. I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to roll a strength check for ringing a doorbell. We're not at that stage yet. Um, yep, she rings the doorbell quite aggressively, and then flies to her position on a branch in hands, and she sits looking sweet and innocent in the tree. The door creaks open. Light floods in a small slit out into the front garden. And a squat-nosed individual, uh, a man with a cap, 
A grey cap and a black, long coat sticks his face out, looks and surveys the scene, looks at the tree, wrinkles his nose a bit, looks at the toy soldier, turns back and goes, uh, Marv? Marv? Did you see a tree and a dodgy looking snowman out the front when you cased the place earlier on? <gasps> oh no! <laughs> and you just hear, and he goes, Right, okay. So, nice toy soldier. He steps out of the door, looks around the streets, snatches the toy soldier, slams the door shut. <gasps> oh no! Well, I mean, that could have gone much, much worse. <laughs> well, Major Tim is in, but. Do we think they're the owners of the house? I am not entirely sure. And uh, from the way they were talking, they said, did they say stake the place out? I think they said cased, yeah. Cased, yes, exactly. And this, in this, I do not think indeed that they are the owners. No, okay. From my limited understanding of, of uh, humanoid interaction. Well, the good news is Major Tim is in. The bad news is they've stolen Major Tim. <laughs> well, I think it is It is time perhaps we go on the offensive, uh, Mr. Fingal. Uh, okay, Mr. Hans. Uh, we, we bursting in? Yes, very much so. Okay. Um, and I would like to walk up to the, the front door and just throw the weight of myself at it. <laughs> Turning yourself into a battering ram. <laughs> yes. I, I've never known how much I wanted an animated tree in a, in a campaign until this very minute. Wow. We'll just very quickly cut to what is going on in that split-second conversation whilst Major Tim was taken inside. Uh, Major Tim, you are brought through into a long corridor with a red velvet rug that uh, leads on into an open space uh, further on into the house. You go past coat racks and the, uh, the spaces where paintings should have been. Ooh. And you enter out into the main uh, space uh, of the lower house, which is a large dining area. On the left is a large ornate table, dining table, which appears to have been stripped bare of any decorations or silver. And to your right is a large roaring fire, a stairway that goes up into the se- first floor. And the thing that's dominating... The room is a large bag, a large bag filled with with glistening things and and paintings and what appears to be a lot of the valuable things in this house. And standing over it are two individuals, one very large, big-tusked orc, again in a black coat, surveying through the swag. And to the right is a tall, slim, um, bushy-haired, big, big bushy-haired with a moustache and goatee also wearing a black cloak. They both turn around to look as um, they say, Harry, what was going on outside? Well, it, uh, something else for the swag. He chucks Major Tim into the air and it lands plonk into the bag. Hmm. Major Tim has been very still this whole time, but he is slowly <laughs> seething with anger at what is quite clearly an unjust situation. And as he's been thrown into the swag, he's slowly going to be drawing out his short sword from within his uh, weapon's chest. 
Which is his just his chest. <laughs> yeah, which is his chest. Yeah. And uh, because they're not paying attention to you, because, hey, you're a toy. They have no idea about you. They're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're currently talking about the oddity of seeing a tree and seeing a snowman outside, discussing very briefly about, you know, whether there are eyes going to be on the house now or maybe what's maybe spook the town guards or something. But they're reassuring themselves of, no, everything's going to plan. The boss is upstairs. He's checking how much gold he can find upstairs and jewellery. And they all seem to be very pleased with themselves as they're starting to wrap up the bag and then BANG! The door hits and they all freeze and turn and look back down around the corner to the corridor's end where the big wooden door is. And then BANG! BANG! (laughs) Another hit as they all start to pull out their scimitars and their daggers and start standing by the corners around the corners in anticipation and they're all gritting their teeth and then can i have david can you roll mm. me a strength check yes i'll allow you strength or athletics it's up to you Ooh. for this push through the door uh i mean it's a plus two to both so i'll just go straight strength yep oh so that's a 15 altogether nice okay and you smash through the door and they all leap out making a human barricade of the corridor they're all standing abreast and they're looking with murder in their eyes, which suddenly turns to confusion <laughs> and to alarm as they see a tree has smashed through, has fallen onto the ground, and <laughs> is slowly putting, pulling itself up as a snowman waddles in through the open doorway. You are the things of winter hearts and nightmares. <laughs> as I would like everyone to roll initiative. Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. A very warm winter's heart greeting to both long-time listeners and first-timers alike. This festive treat is an ideal place to start for new listeners, as the story itself is unrelated to our main campaign. But for those newbies amongst you that fancy hearing more from that mysterious bard who helped to introduce this episode... Why not give our main campaign a go? To get started, we suggest listening to the recaps of episodes one and two so you can hop straight into episode three where the party first meet. And we really, really recommend sticking with us until at least episode nine, as that's where you'll know if No Small Roles is your cup of tea. Our regular cast of professional actors comprises of all the players you're listening to today, plus the wondrous talents of Vicky Gaskin and Daryl Bailey. We also have delightful guest appearances from Sarah Gain, Sam Oakes, Robbie Bellicum from Flintlocks and Fireballs, and both Jeremy Cobb and Jasper William Cartwright from Three Black Halflings. Fans of No Small Roles love the quality of our storytelling, the depth we bring... And the silliness. From one moment the cast will be breaking your heart, the next you'll be giggling with glee. And of course the cherry on top is the magical original music composed by our very own dungeon master, David Knight, who scores each episode. This Christmas you can find many of our cast performing in festive theatre shows. So if you want to see us in person, check out our show notes to find out more about A Christmas Carol. Tossed the RVT Panto and Yippee Kaye. We'd be delighted if you take a moment to rate and review us on your favoured podcast platform. 
And if you want to give us a cheeky follow on the various social media haunts out there, you'll find us at No Small Rolls. Rolls spelt R-O-L-L-S, like rolling a dice. That's at No Small Rolls. But that's all from me for now. Let's get back to the Winter's Heart mission. I would like everyone to roll initiative. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) Bad roll for them. Which makes sense. I got a 12 for initiative. Okay. Uh, 14 for Fingal. Mm-hmm. And an 18 for Major Tim. Yeah, Major Tim. Okay, so Major Tim, you are up first. What do you do? I, having heard his comrades come to the uh, blast in through the door, he is going to run after the three baddies, brandishing his sword sh- short. How f- close does he get? Um, yeah, he can make it. What's your what's your movement? Uh, Thirty feet. Wow, it's a fast toy soldier. <laughs> yeah, you make it easily. They do not notice you at all. Major Tim uh, lifts his short sword nobly as he slashes for the nearest calf to him. Oh, okay, roll to attack. And that is a thirteen to hit. Okay, so a thirteen just hits. Does yeah. it? Way. Yeah, absolutely. That's exciting. So the one you've hit is the big large orc with the tusks. Nice. And that is eight points of damage. Ooh, eight points. He and he falls to his knees as he wasn't expecting that. And he's clutching his bloody calves. Ha ha! I shall cut you down to size. What on earth? He turns round, his eyes widen. That toy's alive! (laughs) (laughs) And it's now Fingal's turn. Okay. So one of them's already been hit by Major Tim. Yep. Sorry, Major. Yep, Major Tim. I'm trying not to say Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why I did it to be annoying. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna Eldritch Blast one of them if I may. Go for it. And I think my Eldritch Blast takes the form of a snowball, of course. So I will Eldritch Blast. Uh, is one of them, like, carrying anything at the moment? No, two of them are carrying scimitars, the squat one and the slim one, and the large one is carrying a big dagger. Oh, okay. I don't like the look of the scimitars, so let's go for one of the ones with the scimitars. Okay, fire at the one in the middle. 23 to hit them with a big snowball eldritch blast. 23 definitely hits. Yeah. <gasps> 10. 10 points of force damage. Ooh, he gets hit right in the chest and sends him back a few steps yeah and now it is oh if i may just before moving on uh lumi as a bonus action because i have got investment of the Chainmaster. lumi as a bonus action can also take an attack if that's okay go for it so lumi's gonna swoop in on the, the one that's undamaged so far of the gang. Sure. Swoop in and we'll try and hit them with her. Technically, it's a sting. Is this right? Yeah, she is. She is. Um, a, uh, let's, just re- just, let's just rename that as Peck in the Eyes or whatever. Yeah, Peck in the Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, healthy Peck in the Eyes. Technically, it does poison damage. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Let's say Peck, but because of the nature of uh, Lumi, yeah. we'll add that to it. Nice. So that will be a, ooh, a 22 to hit. Yeah, that definitely hits. And it will be 1d4 pep damage. And if they could make a DC 11 con saving throw, please. Ooh, okay. Ooh, it's nice to roll to four. So she did seven piercing damage. 
Okay. Seven piercing damage. And a DC 11 con saving throw. He rolled a natural 20. So he will take half of this damage. Oh, no. 11 halved is five. So he'll also take five points of poison damage. He grabs his eyes and drops his scimitar to the floor as it clatters. He's screaming, oh, my eyes, my eyes. And it is now there. Go. So um, the one, firstly, that you slashed at, Major Tim, turns round and uh, goes to swing at you with its dagger, uh, hoping to plunge it deep into your chest. He rolls, and it's a 16 to hit. Yeah, I my armor class is 16, so it meets it, it beats it, right? So, yeah. yes. Yep. Okay, but they rolled low, so it's only three points of damage as the dagger slashes across your chest. Oh, my first war wound. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was just blasted back is uh, going to run up and sprint forwards towards the tree because the tree is currently in the way of getting to this snowman that's blasted. You will not leave this house. I mean, you can if you want. <laughs> and he will go for a swing with his scimitar. That's a 17 to hit. Yes, that does indeed hit my bowels. And ooh, that's a five. Five yeah. damage. Ouch. As he slashes into your branches and small bits Sap of seats out oh no and one of your branches drops off to the floor <gasps> as well my my third left arm <laughs> Fing- fingal ponders using that as an additional arm later on <laughs> <laughs> and the final one that's um marv who's the frizzy haired one he goes for a punch towards the uh bird it's a natural 20 yeah well that will definitely <gasps> hit yeah oh no oh my me. gosh so two doubled that's four did he just punch him? Yeah. Uh, punch her, sorry. Uh, so that's n- a non-magical attack, just to double check. Yep. So I get to half that because Lumi is resistant to non-magical bludgeoning damage. Ooh. Yep. So that'll be two points of damage. So hits Lumi. Lumi goes flying across the corridor and starts sliding down the edge of the uh, I don't know wall. what noise a Robin makes. <laughs> Tweet! <laughs> she twitters angrily. <laughs> Sorry, she X's angrily. <laughs> and um, go ahead, Hans. Okay, um, so first of all, I'm not liking all of these attacks upon myself. What will I do? Ah, he's standing very close to me. I will cast... Uh, my only instance of uh, magic missile, uh, but flavored <gasps> like magic missile toe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I would like to see the man very close indeed um, is suddenly hit with a, a flurry of, of uh, pine needles and uh, mistletoe branches that appear out of nowhere and strike him. I'm now wishing we had a monk so someone could do flurry of snow. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Wow. So uh, it's three uh, glowing darts instantly hit him. Three, seven, 11 points of force damage uh, that all strike the chap who's come and cut one of my branches off. Is that fur or damage? (laughs) Uh, Sure. Uh, Fur damage. And, And then I will say, do not do this. It is a very bad idea. As a uh, as a bonus action, I would like to turn invisible. Whoa! With my okay. hidden hidden step, so I am invisible until the start of my next turn. And so I would like to turn invisible, but block the doorway. <sighs> okay. So are you in front of or behind Fingal? I will move behind him. 
so that he has okay. a, a movement to get inside, but I am very much standing in the way of the door and nobody can leave. Okay, and then it is Major Tim's go. Go, Major Tim! Major Tim is feeling the excitement of his first war wound and he <laughs> smiles at the orc, lifting his sword. Ha-ha! The games are put! And he goes at to like stab the orc in the chest now that uh, the orc is like on his knees in front of him. Yep, go for it. With his short sword. Mm-hmm. That is a 21 to hit. Oh yeah, that definitely hits. Uh, and that is nine points of damage. Oh, nine points the of damage. The maximum damage I could do. Okay, he's looking a bit rough. <laughs> he's had a, a sword just plunged into his like shoulder, and he is ah, pinned against the corridor wall. Blood is coming out of his mouth as he starts to go. I'm gonna rip you apart and sell you for bits. I'd like to see you try, you fiend, you tinsel twit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spingles go. Okay, uh, so how how are they all looking? One of them's looking a bit bit more roughed up. Yeah, the Biff looks very roughed up. Marv looks a little bit roughed up. He's just been blown back again. Harry, the guy who's been attacked by the birds, looking the best at the moment, even though he's got you know mucus coming out of his eyes. They, they still look like they've got a bit of fight in them, though. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll get Robin to attack again, please. She will go in for the same one. Not again! For 15 to hit. Hit. Ooh. Um, and that will be six points of piercing damage, plus a DC 11 con save again, please, from them. Two. Two. <laughs> That'd be a fail. It fails. <laughs> so they will also take... Ooh, out. 14 points of, of poison damage. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... That's, that's quite nasty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, sorry, no, no, 10, 10. I can't count. 5 plus 1 plus 4 is a 10. Sorry. Brain. <laughs> 10. 10 points of poison damage. Okay, because I was about to say that drops him, but he has been badly pecked in the eyes. His face is a red mush okay. as he is screaming and yelling and his eyes are clawing at his own face and trying to claw away the bird. So then what I would like to do is can I get myself into a position where they are all within 10 foot of me? Yes. You can just take a few steps into the corridor. I will waddle a few steps into the corridor Mm -hmm. and I will go Okay, I think you all need to stop right now and I will use my fey presence please to see if I can frighten them all (gasps) they need to make a DC 13 saving throw please or they will be frightened until the end of my next turn okay Biff fails he becomes very frightened of the snowman Marv who you've been fighting is also terrified of the snowman and Harry is equally frightened of the snowman this is the terrifying pointy teeth snowman <laughs> they were not expecting they thought it was going to be an easy night and suddenly this has become a horror show for them uh, so yeah I will just shout at them all like I think we all need to, to, to calm down and stop now it's their go so that means that Biff, Marv and Harry are all going to go ah! and they are going to start moving very quickly away from the snowman but that doesn't mean that Biff is still going to take another swing at Major Tim for a two, so he misses. Aha. He's then going to back away towards the uh, to the right, towards the bag of swag. Marv is going to uh, 
pull out a dagger and throw it at the snowman while running away from it. Because I think when you're frightened, it just means that you move away from these. So it also means they've got disadvantage on any attack rolls um, while the source of fear is in their line of sight. So they can throw a dagger, but they'll be at disadvantage. Okay, so 19 and then a 4. Yeah, 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 that misses. So that misses. Um, the dagger goes... <laughs> and puts itself into the uh, door frame. Naughty. And Harry is going to um, take a swipe at this figgy pudding bird. <laughs> also a disadvantage, please, assuming he's in sight of me. Yeah, that's a, absolutely a disadvantage because it's a five. Yeah, that misses. So he misses and he's blindly like moving away. He's stumbling into the dining table. Um, there's blood in his hands. Now there's blood smeared onto the table. And that's their go. Followed by Hans. Hello. Okay. How grouped or gathered are these thieves? They've spread out now into a bit more of a cone. Uh-huh. So they are now uh, much further apart than each other, you know, within like 10 feet of each other. That is absolutely fine. Okay. I will take an eye on the person who looks least injured. I will uh, draw a bow within, within my branches and shoot an arrow at him. <laughs> Okay, so that's Marv, and I really can't wait to hear see some art about this because this is amazing. (laughs) It's a tree shooting a bow directly down the corridor, straight shot. You fire at Marv. Is it actually a bow, or is it just like a branch that you like bend into shape of like a bow Uh, and like attach a string to? Exactly that. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Yeah, it's like I've been decorated with arrows, but like, and I'm so just like pinging them off. So that was a thirteen to hit altogether. Thirteen hits. Yes. Okay, so um, let me do all of the damage that I want to to this person. The first up is the D8, of course, for the, the normal longbow attack. So that is a 7 plus 3, that's 10. But I am a Swarmkeeper Ranger, so I am going to be uh, sending out uh, a whole group of small candy canes and baubles of ornaments <laughs> that follow him. this. And so that is so 10 to begin. Plus another just one, so it's 11. But I would also like to make him my favorite foe for this moment. And so that for do another 1d4 damage, so that is another 3. So that is a 14 points of uh, piercing damage. Oh my gosh, okay, so... Um, As he is impaled with a great many small candy canes and bubble glass. Yes, <laughs> yes he is. He is a porcupine of uh, winter's heart delight. <laughs> yeah, he is just absolutely pinned to the opposing uh, wall an arrow going very cleanly straight through his throat and candy canes um, slamming into his arms and baubles into his face uh, he is just a bloodied mess which slumps down to the floor Wunderbar uh, now it is Major Tim's turn how dare you run from me you coward and he's going to run after um, the big orky guy uh, Biff that he's been fighting where's your honour and he's going to slash at his other calf uh, as he's been running away with his short sword. I can roll an extra d4 built for success to just uh, 12. Uh, 12 just hits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just hits. They've got leather armor on. They're not, they, had, they weren't coming here for a fight. Ah, okay, <laughs> nice. Five points of damage. And for my bonus action, I'm going to do an offhanded hit with my dagger. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's ten. That's not going to hit. No, it doesn't. But no. it is enough with your first attack as you um, you slash um, at this uh, orc reaching out with his dagger. You cut his wrist, which you know drops limply, and then you spin around, slashing down onto his neck, and he goes limp and just flops onto the floor, <laughs> dead. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised I was able to get the wrist, to be fair. That was, you know, right up there. Was, obviously, I'm an absolute marathon of a soldier. <laughs> and he stands upon the corpse, raising his sword. It's, it's Fingal, and there is one more um, combatant who is the uh, is basically the bird's enemy. Lumi has absolutely <laughs> decimated this bandit um, as he is, like, frantically trying to gather himself by the table on the left. Um uh, now composing himself and looking frantically for exits. I think, yeah, Fingal's going to look at them and go, look, I, I, I didn't come here to melt you, so I, I think it's time that you leave. Um, I, I, you can see what um, my friends and, and I can do, and uh, I, 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 I think we made an, an, enough of a, a point here now. You should get out, so I'm, I'm not going to attack. There is a boss upstairs, apparently, so you could tell us his name. <laughs> And then he just wets himself and then uh, probably turns oh, around. Oh, he is melting. Oh, no, he's melting. <laughs> runs for uh, a door that is on the back wall. There's two doors and a stairway on the back wall. Uh, he runs for one of those doors. Lumi can have an opportunity of attack if she wants. I she kn- Lumi's, Lumi's letting, letting him go. I've told him to run. And as far as I'm concerned, um, he is doing what I've told him to do. He pulls the door open. You can see a kitchen in the back with um, taps that are all on with water gushing over the floor and he sprints off. Why are the taps on? Okay. Um, he may have gone to warn the other one upstairs. Uh, there's another one upstairs? Yes. Yes, the big boss, apparently. Well, oh. uh, I think if he is running out through the kitchen. Can Lumi follow him to see where he's going? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Lumi flies through the kitchen and sees that he's uh, running to the back door. Uh, around the kitchen top and he flings open the back door to the house which uh, opens out into the back garden and he's running out of the back garden I will having looked out of Lumi's eyes for a minute I will relay to the group okay he's out the back door I think he's gone very good well done we have done an excellent work at uh, defeating these two and scaring off the third I think Um, of course the big boss will be very simple for us to, to, to handle what do we do with the two puddles? <laughs> Says Fingal, looking over at the, <laughs> the bodies. Uh, uh, just leave them here for now. Uh, okay. <laughs> fear the family. We have not yet seen the family, and we need to find this young Charles. Perhaps he is in his bedroom. Yeah, that's true. Um, have they left the? Why have they left these? Um, can I go to the kitchen and see why the taps are on? Yep, the taps are on, and there is uh, stuff that has been. Shoved into the drains, uh, it's just overflowing at the moment. Why have they? Why have they done this? Are they trying to build a snowman? Yeah, if they are, they are starting at the wrong point. You normally have to freeze the water, not make it into a puddle first. No. My um... understanding of your snow people is that you are snow and then you are water, not that you are water and then you are snow. Is this correct? I, I, yeah, I guess originally all snow comes from water at some point. I suppose. I understand. Well, if you don't mind, I, I should like a small drink. And um, I'm just going to, like, get the bottom of my tree over there. Just 
any any water that's on the floor just like start sucking that up yeah you literally stand in it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> a gentle <laughs> sound comes from your feet uh, <laughs> are the fires still lit downstairs yes there is a large fire to the right is there some sort of water bucket that i can fill up while the taps are on uh yes there is please may i fill up said water bucket and then go and throw it at the fire uh yeah you can do um you you approach the fire and you start to feel (laughs) very very unwell oh no i know oh okay you get so close to the fire you don't think you could probably reach the uh the fire with a throw from that bucket um, and you start to notice that uh, the carpet around you is getting very wet. Yeah, I will back off <laughs> and give that up as a plan. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna avoid that area. <laughs> I will put my bucket down somewhere. Okay. Uh, bow control to major tin. Um, <laughs> would <laughs> would do you think it is? Best if we uh, uh, secure the, the ground floor or head straight up to any dangers that may be upstairs and uh, endangering the child. Who knows what could be happening upstairs? Close the back door and make our way up. Yes, indeed. Uh, in which case, um, I'd like to collect the piece of branch that has fallen off of me that was carved from me earlier um, and use it to like <laughs> tuck it through the handle of the back door uh, and mm. use it to block that entrance if possible. Very nice. Very good. Major Tin will uh, uh, go and close the front door and lock it if there is such a mechanism to lock it. Grace, can I just check if you're Major Tin or Major Tim? Tin. Major Tin, because he's made of tin. Ah, okay. I might have been saying that wrong because your Zoom name, I believe, says Major Tim with an M currently. Ah, yeah. I could see how that might be <laughs> misleading. Um, <laughs> apologies, everybody. I shall change that to tin now. Oh, yay me. Uh, yes, thank you so much for asking and checking. <laughs> he's he's a tin soldier. He doesn't know how to spell. And neither do I. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> uh, the front door has been cracked open and smashed through. Ah, <laughs> yes, a tree burst through. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid a simple lock will not be the best for that one. <laughs> it's still on its hinge, just, and it can be sort of shut and wedged into the doorframe, but it is just a push will open it. Do, do you need some help wedging that door <laughs> into place? Uh, yes, I, I believe we may need... Uh... Just to, you know, prop it up for appearances sake. We don't want to uh, alert any local guards by them seeing it. Yes, of course. I, I have an excellent idea to help disguise this. Uh, Mr. Fingal, if you could oh, uh, assist. Yeah. <laughs> um, could we, once we've kind of propped the door up, I also kind of want to sit the two <laughs> thieves kind of in front of the door to stop it from falling. <laughs> yeah. As almost like little guards. And if we can, like, get one of them standing, I don't know if there's, like, windows near the door or anything like that, so it looks like there's a person stood, like, on the inside of the door for anyone looking in. Yeah, there are two slender windows on the side that are are curtained currently. Mm. Um, But you you prop one against the door, and you you try your best to prop one standing, but he keeps sliding down, (laughs) leaving a bloody trail on the the wall. He's just not standing up. No, it is it is very difficult for these creatures of when they are felled uh, in this way. Push a chair against him or something? Oh, we could seat him. Seat him on a chair. Oh, that yeah, is seat, an him. Excellent seat him on a chair. Idea. That yes, is a good idea, yes. Yeah. 
Yep, and this gruesome party props up this dead body against the window and opens up the curtain slightly to show creatures. that there is a person inside. It is wonderfully welcoming. That is, it is exactly what we wanted. Oh, yeah, yes. like a little, like a little winter fairy. Exactly, they are the new butlers of the house. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I think we should venture upstairs. Uh, I overheard them say that the boss was upstairs looking for gold. <sighs> right. Okay. Um, Fingles had to think about whether they want to turn the tap off, and have decided that actually, if he leaves the tap running, it might eventually reach the fire and put the fire out. <laughs> so we'll just leave the tap running. <laughs> okay. Uh, just to let you know that the fire is right next to the stairwell. Oh, oh no! Well, this may be quite difficult for us to. Uh... Oh, oh, okay. Ah. I we I think we might have to do something about this fire before I'm going to get up there. <laughs> I, I, you you filled that bucket earlier, did you not? Uh, uh, I know, but um, I can't get near the fire. <laughs> well, I, I am happy to try, and uh, I feel of the three of us, I am the least flammable. Yes, that's true. I would agree. It's a big bucket. <laughs> I shall use all my strength. Um, and he's going to slowly try and like kind of push the bucket that's probably almost the same size as him, push it across yeah. <laughs> the ground. Make a strength check. Okie dokie. Is a twenty-two. Ooh. Yeah. Go on, soldier. So yeah, yeah, you do. You um really, you brace your legs and push hard, working from the hips, and you start. Oh no, sorry, this... it was a twenty, oh. a non-natural twenty. Well, that's still fine. That's enough to match the DC of a bucket full of water. <laughs> so <laughs> you push it and very, you know, uniformly straight line with great ease, enough to turn back and smile at your companions. <laughs> <laughs> Do not fear. You reach up to the fire and you can feel the heat coming against your metal face. Um, but with that, you push the bucket forward and a big gloom of smoke engulfs that side of the room um, going up the chimney but also enveloping out of the chimney over the rest of the, uh, the the large room as well and the fire has been masterfully doused <laughs> very good Major Tim turns back around to the other two and where he was um, where he was straining to push the bucket and his uh, eyebrows were kind of narrowed uh, as he'd got closer the heat had just kind of melted them into position so he now uh, turns around and has this much more furrowed brow than he had before but he looks extra fierce <laughs> yeah absolutely oh, expertly done truly a remarkable warrior that you are <laughs> i feel it fearsome shall we ascend oh yeah yes indeed it may take me a short time to make my way up the stairs but uh, let us proceed you do so and you uh turn um up the stairs and you come straight out onto a long corridor uh, that uh, stretches out to your right. That corridor has a series of doors, um, two doors on the right-hand side, and on the left-hand side is um, an opening to another corridor. But there are two things that's quite distinct about this corridor. One, which is at the end of this corridor, so on your right, is a large painting of an, a reindeer um, mm. in a snow blanketed glade uh, very beautiful, very ornate with the reindeer in the background and the 
other thing is in front of you on the landing is a pile of scattered jewelry and uh, books and uh, rings and uh, ornate candle holders as the door to your left the window is open and uh, the cold air is billowing in from the night sky Mm, it seems that this place has been raided already by this do you say big boss yes but they said that boss was looking for gold or treasures but it appears some of the greatest treasures of all books are left here on the ground. Oh, perhaps something had happened to him whilst he was collecting of of mm. these things. Maybe he was attacked by a tin soldier and a tree and another snowman. Oh, you think uh, there is a, a similar formidable party roaming well, his house? Yeah. yeah, you never know. Well, perhaps we can make friends and truly take him on. Fun for <laughs> uh, But there is also a open window. Perhaps somebody has made their mm. escape through the window. Yeah, that's true. It, it's just open. It's not like smashed or anything, Chris. It's like someone's opened it. No, it looks like it's been opened. Yeah. I'd like to have a quick look through the window to see if there is any uh, evidence of somebody is having escaped or climbed <sighs> in through this way. Footprints in the snow. Indeed. You don't need to make a roll for that. You immediately see that um, there is an indent in the snow uh, there where you can see that somebody has clearly like jumped out of the window and you can see footprints uh, making their way to the back uh, of the estate from that indent. You can probably aspire that whoever mm. heard all the ruckus downstairs and heard all the screams and yells thought better of it and decided to flee rather than fight. Ah, well, I suppose in some ways this is perhaps a, a good thing that he has gone, but ultimately we do not know if he has stolen many things. He seems to have left a large portion of jewels and books, as mm. you say, but at least he is not here. We do not need to face him. Yes. Uh, I think then our most important job now is to secure the child and find where they are so we can complete our mission and deliver the gift. Indeed. And perhaps mm-hmm. after that, uh, tidy up a little bit so his house looks uh, much more festive. Oh, uh, very kind. <laughs> you do look out into the sky and one thing you do also notice is that it seems to be getting lighter. <gasps> the night is almost over. <laughs> Quick, search the rooms! Yeah. You said this open corridor to the right? Uh, so you get, so you turn right and there's a corridor, open corridor to the left. So apart from the painting, is there anything to see in that in that sort of bit? No, not really. I- I'll just go and have a quick look at the painting. Is there anything noticeable about the painting? Is there a label on it? You notice an inscription um, underneath which says, If music be the food of love, play on. Anything down there, Fingal? Uh, just the painting and uh, something about music and love and food. I do love music and food. Uh, well, um, y- you might love this painting. <laughs> just in case anything happens, Finger will pull out his bird pipes and just play them for a second. You play and nothing appears to happen. Yep, nothing here. <laughs> okay. What about in your end? <laughs> well, uh, uh, Major Tim, is, is there is another doorway down here? Is that right? Uh, yes. Uh, Major Tim has run to the nearest doorway and has jumped up and tried to open up. Okay, you go into that room and it is a, mo- it is a lavish bathroom um, and it is once again filled with the sounds of rushing water as the taps are. The plugs have been filled and water is gushing out onto the floor. Hmm. Uh, once again, there are taps flowing. Uh, I, I fear I will turn off these particular taps. Ah, yes. yes. Uh, okay. I don't know what these uh, bandits were doing, but they seem to have made themselves very wet. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder, uh, like you were saying how you make snowmen 
um, mm. like yourself, Ingol, whether this is something to do with the the bigger enemy at hand. Um, Jack Frost. Oh, um, you think yeah. perhaps he is trying to enter the house through through the water through the taps? I do not know. I I wouldn't know if that's possible. Where he sneaks through like a spider up a up a sink. It is just very it's very unnerving. All this water. I do not wish to rust. No, and I don't want to melt. What do you mean, like a spider up a sink? <laughs> just uh, can we just circle back to that uh, turn of phrase? What 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 do you mean by a, up a what, ah, what? like the old folk oh, song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a spider, you know, incy <laughs> wincy spider goes up the sink. <laughs> Down comes the bandit's water, <laughs> and nobody can drink. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not familiar with that one myself, but uh, <laughs> yes, I, I recall that's how my creator sang it to to the small yeah. being. You know what they say: you learn a new song every day. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Major Tin has turned off the taps and is is then going in to check out the next the next room. Mm. I'm following close behind Major Tin. I say, Charles, Charles. Oh, uh, oh I see you meant to be asleep. Ah, Charles, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> You, you open the second door on the right, and inside is a sort of dormitory uh, room uh, filled with uh, three beds, um, which are currently occupied and are filled with sleeping adults. So uh, they are all sleeping, snoring in a deep slumber. Charles, Charles is bigger than I thought. You can see maid outfits and, and other work-appropriate clothing hung up on the sides. Uh, yes, I can tell from the clothing that is hung up um, and decorating this s- small boat that these are indeed... I uh, should be whispering. That these oh, are yes. indeed uh, the, uh, the serving peoples of the, ho- the home from the home that I lived in for a small time. Uh, these people are, I think, not treated that well. I, I mean, I don't know about these particular people, but from the home I was in, they were not treated oh. nicely. Uh, once we have completed our mission, perhaps we can bring joy... To these people as well. Yes, indeed. Uh, should we perhaps leave a small small gift? I do not mind leaving uh, some of my bubbles to them. <laughs> what a good idea. Are the gifts already out for any of these people yet, Chris? Um, they have, they have a, uh, a bunch of gifts, but these are unlike Father Winter's gifts. Plainly wrapped in brown paper with string tied up. It seems to be some element of, you know, they've given gifts for each other. Fa- uh, Father Winter is known to be Gifting children of the greatest need is his sort of. Remit. So these don't look like these would have come from Father Winter. These look like these have come from just what they've given to each other. Just mm. what they've given to each other. Okay, I don't think these are part of Father Winter's spell. What taking one of these won't break everything. But don't no. do not take this. No, no, I'm not going to take. Not going to no, take. I, no, no. Obviously, we wouldn't take anyone's gifts and break the spell. That would. Be I will pass down a, a few uh, glass bubbles to Major Tin. If you could please deliver these to each of the the maids and the servants. Yes, with with, with pleasure. And he places a, a bauble at the end of each of the beds uh, next to their little presents they have for each other. What? Wipe the blood off first. There you go. Oh, yes. I probably, probably have cleaned them. Uh, no, no. It, it, it adds a bit of festive flair, I think. Uh, yes, of course. Yes, yes. Nice little bit of um, crimson. Uh, I mean, it's a very nice colour, of course. Very, very fetching. Yes, very fetching. 
if my oil looks that good, I'd leave it on things. <laughs> I back slowly out of the room. <laughs> Just three beings that don't really get what it is to kill these beings. Yeah. <laughs> we all leak. Yes, I mean, they are covered in my sap currently, so... <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, well, I, I think this really only leaves the corridor with a reindeer painting at the end of it. And the other corridor, straight ahead. So you go down that corridor, and there is a door on your right, and there are two doors on your left. One each? There we oh, go. Okay, we're all at the same time? <laughs> yes, all at once. Okay. <laughs> the sun is close to rising. Exactly, we are. The time is of the essence. <laughs> time Three, melts us all, two. as they say. One. I'll pick the one on the right for no apparent reason. I go to okay. the furthest door and I just fall into it, hoping it <laughs> opens. <laughs> okay, um, so what I'm going to do first is I'm going to go to Major Tin. Yes. And Major Tin, just so I'm clear, how do you open the door? I brace myself, I uh, squat down and jump up as uh, efficiently as I can, holding on to the door handle and using what strength I have to try and open the door handle. Okay, you open the door handle and um, manage to just get it and it pushes through. And it opens just a little bit, enough for you to get your slender self through. And it is a jungle of assortments of papers and trinkets and tools. Um, This is a very, very messy child's bedroom. It has a series of, you know, raw materials, finished products, components, metals, woods, strips of leather. Um, it has, you know, a designated little workspace um, and a, a bed that is in the corner um, on the far side. Is there a child in it? There is not a child in it. <gasps> However, there is a there is a large book um, that you can see um, laid on the bed. Um, uh, Major Tin is going to investigate closer. Can you roll an investigation check, please? Mm-hmm. That is the 13. Okay, 13. So um, you are able to uh, find that the book is uh, bound. And with the 13 as well, you can see that it's of rich leather. Uh, it's on top of uh, a photo frame of a family. Uh, the photo frame uh, shows a family of four. There is uh, a man, a woman. The man is tall, slender, black goatee. The woman is blonde, a full face, blue eyes, smiling with spectacles tipped on the edge of her nose and goggles on her head. Uh, she seems to have an apron on and uh, gloves. And the children, are there is a, the daughter who is the spitting image of the mother apart from wearing a flowery dress. And the boy has black hair, sort of troubled look to his face, um, but also has a pair of goggles on top of his head. Hmm. This seems like a very useful clue. I shall show it to the others. Do you check anywhere else in the room, or do you just go ahead and take... Can he open up the book? Sure. Uh, you open the book, and inside are teeth. Teeth? As it's teeth. As in oh, teeth. sharp, pointy teeth that lunge at your face. (gasps) Ah! Ah! (laughs) And I'm going to roll an attack. (laughs) And it's going to be a 14. That does not hit. Okay. (laughs) It bites at your face. 
as it tries to uh, rip your nose off. Oh, sorry. You don't have a nose. You do have a nose. Oh, I've got a painted nose, so, you know. It It goes for the painted nose, but clearly sees that it's not 3D, and it's just, (laughs) you know, it's seen off the side. And it doesn't have purchase. Uh, What do you do? I am going to, because it's taken me by surprise, uh, with his new, slightly more furrowed brow, he is going to try and intimidate it. As it, you keep your nasty teeth off me. <laughs> Trying to just do an intimidation roll. Yeah, go for it. That is an 18. Okay, it goes and tries to bite you again. Whilst in that moment, he's then going to try and reach for his sword whilst it's trying to bite him again. Yep, okay, it rolls a 12, which doesn't hit, I presume. No, sir. So, again, then there are bits of paper, like, flying from its mouth now. And it's like, you know, pages are being ripped apart inside the book. I tried to put you in your place, but no! I must do it with my sword, and he plunges his sword at this flappy book beast. (laughs) Okay, your sword, uh, go for an attack roll. That is... Um, 23. Yep, you hit. It plunges deep into the pages. With a damage of six. And with that, it splutters as ink vomits out of its mouth and covers parts of the pages and then then just lands on the duvet. Ah, foolish creature. Having now had this kind of moment with the book, uh, does the room look like perhaps the child was attacked by this book? Is that why this room is so messy or? No, um, with the high investigation role you did earlier on, you can determine that it's, a, it's an organised mess. There's a harmony to it that, you know, someone of a, of a creative mindset would have to it. But um, it very much feels like the book was just placed there deliberately. As a trap! Uh, you could catch a few words from the book and the start of the pages often begin with dear uh, now that it's dead is there bits that I can try and read it yeah you can see that it is a it is a diary ah and uh, you know glancing for a few pages you see wisps of a story this is clearly a child's writing it talks in very simple language of words to the mind of frustration loss uh, a few intricate excited scrawlings of ideas for inventions or traps but it talks as well towards the final few pages of mother a lot of mother you can see, it's really hard to decipher because there's a lot of ink like still bubbling and spluttering mm. on the pages <laughs> but you do see the last few pages you know tower attic song and iron and wind mm. uh, he nods solemnly to himself and clutching onto the photograph he goes to find out what the others have discovered. Okay. Uh, we'll cut to Fingal. Fingal, how do you open the door? Um, I'll pop my little branch over the top of the handle and then, like, pull it down, like, with a bit of weight of snow. You open out into the master bedroom. There is, again, the sound that you can hear is a very soft snoring coming from the main bed where you can see a man uh, with a thin black goatee uh, sleeping quite heavily in the nightcap. It, I, it's an adult again, so it's not not the child we're looking for. Is there anything? Are there any presents in the room? Are there? Um, is there anything out and about in the room? There is no sign of Winter's heart, and you own, you just notice it now that there is actually there's been no sign of a Winter's heart decorations at all in this house, mm. which is very strange as the whole town seemed to be uh, there seems to be an abundance of cheerful decoration and. The room itself, anything of note in the room other than 
sleeping man. Nothing out on like bedside tables or. You see pictures of you know family, a boy with dark hair, a girl, blonde hair, a woman, you know, in a white dress, standing next to him in formal wear. In one uh, image, and then in another image, you see them as a family unit. Uh, you see images of him behind a writing desk, her um, in some sort of workshop, and the little boy and the little girl playing uh, together out on some sort of uh, mountainside. Nothing really else sort of sparks your interest. And does the room look like it's been disturbed by the thieves from earlier, just to check? or Where you see certain ornaments and things should be. Yeah. They are there. Okay. Okay. But you are able to piece together a few of the ornaments that you saw on the landing might very well be be from this room. room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to quietly shut the door and back out, I think. Okay. And Hans, how do you open the door? I fall into the door and hope it opens. (laughs) You fall into the door, it opens, and the light of the moon is lighting out this bedroom. You can see uh, toys, dolls, a big bed, and inside that bed is a child looking up at you with incredibly frightened eyes oh, and dear. gold curls. And she goes, Father Winter, <laughs> is that you? I slowly stand up <laughs> and I say, Hello, small child. <laughs> I am not here. <laughs> And you should be sleeping or there will be no presents coming to you this evening. David, just so I'm checking, are you invisible still? No. (laughs) No, very much. (laughs) Just a tree slowly standing up. (laughs) She sees this prone tree starting to stand up and emit a voice. (laughs) You must return to sleep to the slumber of the winter's heart. Um. Or you will receive no presents this evening. Please go to sleep. You, you, you don't look like what I thought you did. No, that I am not. Okay, have you seen a little boy around here, please? <laughs> you, mean, you mean Charlie? Yes, that is his name, the Charles. He is my brother. Okay, and where is he? He is perfectly safe, I hope. You, you're not going to hurt him, are you? No, why would I hurt him? I wish to bring him presents. I'm sure he is sleeping like a very good little child, unlike you. So you are Father Winter then? No, I'm not Father Winter. I have told you this already. I'm not Father Winter. <laughs> then what but are you, you doing in my house? I am delivering the... Where's f- my dad? Where's my dad? I do not know these questions. You ask a lot of questions, child. Child, you need to focus and listen in. First of all, where is your brother? And secondly, um, please go to sleep. <laughs> Roll either a persuasion or intimidation check. (laughs) I'm not even sure what I'm trying to go for. All right. Please ignore this talking tree in your room and sleep now. Do not look it. It's nothing. Last time, bitter. Christ, I mean, it's a plus zero to persuasion, plus zero to deception, plus zero to intimidation. What do, what do you want to do? Do you want to intimidate her into telling you this? Uh, well, or do you I, want to like, what do you want to do? It doesn't really matter. I've got plus zero to all of these skills <laughs> and I rolled a three. So whatever I'm trying to do is not working. <laughs> okay, she starts like getting very louder with her cries and wails. Oh, oh this is not good. Okay, okay. Um, 
Goodbye, child. This was merely a very strange dream. And I sort of back out the room, try and pull it closed with some of my branches and just, yeah, slowly close it behind me. Just before you do, she just go. she just goes, You want Charlie? Charlie? I can, I can show you. Oh, you know where your brother is. Wonderful. Okay, what? Wunderbar. Why did you not say I, this beforehand? I, I just want you to leave us alone. Oh yes, of course, of course. I I bring I bring the winter joy. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> please, please come with me now, child. I will introduce you to my friends. Um, one of them is a snowman, and and the other is a small tin soldier. Do not be alarmed. What? Um, and she's like tiptoes out. She's got this wee little pink um night pajama dress. And, you know, she tiptoes over to you and sees this snowman with big, sharp teeth coming out <laughs> of the room. A tin man holding a sword. <laughs> yes, the joy of winter heart. There we are. Ah, are you Charles? Are you Charlie? No, I'm Grace. You're <laughs> Grace? <laughs> yes. Oh, is that a name? <laughs> <laughs> this would not be confusing at all. Ah, well, yes, Grace, that is an excellent name indeed. Uh, well, I need to find your brother Charlie. We all do. Oh, yeah. Uh, please may you take us. That's his room. And points to the room you've just come in. He is not in there, though I did find a diary that mentioned something about mother, um, oh. tower, attic, oh. song, iron, wind. Does that uh, sound familiar, young Grace? He might be upstairs. In the uh-huh. up upstairs. Uh, we have not found any more stairs in this house, child. No. Do you know where the upstairs are? If I tell you, can I stay in my room? <laughs> yes, of course. You may stay wherever you please. This is, of course, your house. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, Hans, uh, would you mind if I took one of your candy canes and gave it to this small being? Oh, yes. Would you like a candy cane or would you like a small chocolate wrapped in tin foil? <laughs> What's that red thing on the on the candy cane? It is um, sugar. <laughs> it, it wipes right off. <laughs> it, it, oh yes, it, it is festive sauce. <laughs> <laughs> she takes a candy cane. What are we doing? Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> she 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 investigates it with her fingers and goes sniffs at it. And she goes. Thank you. And she very quickly puts it on like the bedstand near the near the door. Doesn't look very intrigued by wanting to put it in her mouth. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> I hope listeners appreciate how I diverted there. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if she's not looking, I will staffle it and take it away from her. <laughs> it is not for uh, her. <laughs> uh, she says to you, if he's not in there, he'll be in the in the attic. Um, and okay, I, how do we get up there? The picture of the reindeer. Uh, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a password, like a secret, secret song. A secret song. I tr- I tried playing it a song and it didn't do anything. Yes, do you know the verse to the song? Is it all Tannenbaum? I love the song all <laughs> Tannenbaum. It is my favorite. No, I like that one as well. But no, it's it's um, it was Mum's favorite song. Or Tannenbaum. She has good taste. <laughs> No, 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 no. Something to do with Pass. iron or wind? Uh, uh, Frosty the Snowman. I don't know, but I just remember it being about snow and being about being a bit bleak. And Charles could always sing the song, but Charlie is a bleak winter boy. <laughs> is this is this the song you mean? 
That's all. No, but that's all I know. Ah, I'm, sh- I'm sure we shall work it out. Um, Chris, can I do a history check to see if uh, Major Tin remembers hearing any carol singers outside his house and um, to see if he can put it together? Sure. Roll a history check for me. Ten. Ten. <laughs> a melody comes to mind. You can remember some of the words. Something about bleak, snow, midwinter. Major Tim starts like humming the tune that he's recalling. Uh, I recall this tune. Uh, maybe it will uh, jog your memories. <laughs> Everyone make a history check for me, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 for me. 14 for me. You all three of you have heard this song before in your previous lives, however that manifests. Fengal, you can remember hearing this song around this time of year and thinking that that was a pleasant tune. Oh, yeah. Sort of lamenting, but also beautiful. And some of the words are coming to your mind. And then Hans, you can also remember that this was a song that was sung in the house that you left. Mm. Um, And whilst, you know, it it was a very cold house to you, it seemed to be full of various singing maids and singing cooks and so on. So you could mm-hmm. hear the, the the various melodies of this season uh, throughout your time there. Um, and you can all roughly piece together what the words might be of this song. Oh, yeah. Um, Jack used to sing. Oh, Jack. What? Yeah. And my friend. Yes, your friend. <laughs> um, Jack Sam- Frost. What? No. Who? No. I had a friend. Yes, and what was this friend's name? Please be honest with us now. Yeah, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Yeah, that's his name. Jack and Jill? Yeah, that's his name. He used to sing it. I have not heard his name before. Oh, no. Why would you have heard of him? (laughs) I mean, that is a good point. I have not heard of many people. No. Um, Do you I I, I vaguely remember this song. Uh, I do not Uh, remember the first line. Uh, but I, I do remember like the first line. Wind made moan. That is in my yes. head. Uh, in the bleak midwinter. In... Oh, that was it. Um, yes, 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 yes. A little sink. Snow, snow had fallen. Snow into Frosty snowman. No, no. Snow, um, on snow. Snow, snow on snow. Snow on snow. Snow on snow. Yes, yes, of course. Snow. I, I, I think we have enough to try this in front of the portrait, though I am still rather suspicious of you, uh, Fingal. In this moment, <laughs> the sun is soon soon oh, to rise. Yikes! Okay, we better get a move on. Excuse me, sorry. Can, uh, I, can oh, I get back into my room now? Oh, oh, oh yes, sorry, uh, Grace. We yes. thought you'd already sorry, gone. Sorry, sorry, child. Small child, you uh, go back to sleep. There, um, there. Go to sleep, or you will receive no presents. Talking of which, uh, are there is there evidence of any presents yet being having been received by Grace? Uh, no, but. She does have an abundance of toys on her bed. But no presents in, in sight. No. No. Okay. Uh, let's go uh, sing this song to this uh, deer. Mm-hmm. So he says it starts in the bleak midwinter. Yes. Uh, I will accompany on my bird pipes. Yes. <laughs> in the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. All together. Stood hard Fingal's still playing on the pipes Lumi is joining in singing along A stone They sing the whole song (laughs) And with that the 
portrait opens to reveal a spiral staircase. Ow! Ah, what wonderful thing oh, that was. A little tricksy trick. <laughs> up we go. Up, up, up. Charge! Up, up, up you go. This is a very tight cor- uh, stairway. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just get my branches through here. Ah. Yes, let me just grab some of your branches. Oh, hold them up me. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just, ooh, uh. Sorry, oh, I, I think I'm making it slippy. There. I'm melting a little bit. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. We are here. Huzzah. And you go to the top of the spiral staircase, copped webbed, and you get to the top. And, well, I'd say, I say copped webbed. It's been kept, you know, relatively uh, tidy. But, you know, there have been a, a few cobwebs, a few, you know, things to show that it hasn't been used often by adults in recent months. And you come out into a workshop. And the workshop has an array of precise measurement devices, timekeeping devices. There is uh, workspaces that are focused either on intricate detail or some welding, good lighting and various comfortable seatings and safety equipment, goggles, gloves, aprons and so on. And to one end of the room as well is a, a large hammock. Is there anyone in the hammock? You can make an investigation check. I will do so if I may. Uh, 18. Yes, you can see that there is, it's laden with a weight that you can probably perceive as a sleeping child. Uh, I think we found Charles. Wunderbar. Very good work, Finger. Shall we wake him up or do we just put the present in the hands? Perhaps if we just put the present in the hands on this occasion? Yeah. I slowly drop the red present from my lower bowels onto the floor. Plop, plop. Just, Father Winter said he'd give us a reward for doing this, didn't he? Uh, yes, but what, what reward do we need other than the happiness of a child? Well, I need quite a specific reward. What reward do you need? Um, I, I want to turn back. Into outside? No, into... We no- have come this far. There is no reason to turn back now. <laughs> no, I know. I don't want to turn back like that. Um, I need to... I need to stop being a snowman. You wish to melt? No, I don't want to melt. That's the point. And 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 I, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried if I stay as a snowman for I don't know how much longer I'm going to last as a snowman, and then I don't know what will happen to me. But you have only existed as long as a snowman has. No, 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 no. I haven't. No, I existed before that. <gasps> as what? A toy? A, a tree? No. As a satyr. Well, I have I have seen these people before. When I was just a tree, before I oh. became uh, a decorated being that I am, they used to come into the forest and dance around yeah. and laugh and sing. We we got we got you know all sorts of fey paths in the forest, so we you know we can pop in and out. Yes, you have the goat legs. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not snow legs. Um, oh. fur cones. Well, oh, that is a. Uh, I mean, perhaps that is a gift that can be given. Yeah. I do not know. But we will not know unless we deliver this gift and do it in time to make sure the magic hasn't run out. Except the thing is, if we don't deliver the gift, then I, 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 I can ask Jack to turn me back. <gasps> so you were talking about Jack Frost. Yeah, you I, have I made know Jack a deal with, with the very man who has stolen the joy yeah. from the child. No, I didn't make a deal with him. He did this to me. If he did this to you already, what makes you think that he will undo it? Well, if I do him a favor and I I get rid of you know winter's springless, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> winter's it called? heart. 
if I get rid of Winter's heart forever, then, you know, that's a big favour to him. And, uh, you know, he might let me off and forgive me and turn me back. From what he has already done to you, it yeah. does not sound like he is a trustworthy or upstanding being. Oh, no, of course being. he's not a trustworthy being. I do not wish to question the kind of uh, contract that you have made with this man. but he... I haven't made a contract with him. He has. He is demanding that you get rid of the entire of Winter's heart. No, he's not demanding anything. I just think, like, I, you I think, think if you can achieve this, if you can destroy all of Winter's heart, then you will. That will be a big favor, and he'll turn me back, and he'll let me back into the court, and and you know, I can go back to my old life. This is interesting, but of course, um, it is quite a big festivity that you are undertaking. Yeah. You you can perhaps take one present from one child, but. To, to remove the entire Winterheart celebration from the world. It is. That is not something that one snowman is capable of in one winter. Well, I mean, but we've been given that power. That's what Father Winter said. We take one present away and it, it all goes away. I'm afraid to say, though I have seen you as a comrade, if you stand in my way of completing my mission, I will be forced to get out my axe. Oh. You have no certainty. Of if Jack will, in fact, turn you back. This is all on a hunch. Whereas we have the certainty that delivering this gift will ensure a happy winter's heart for all. Oh, for all, apart from me. You do not know that. Perhaps this Father Winter will help you. And if this Father Winter does not, then you have my solemn vow that my second mission in life will be to return you to your original state. Yeah, or maybe find somewhere cold I can live. Ah, yes, that would also be very charming. Or if indeed you do melt, then I can always suck you up into myself and store you for the summertime. <laughs> and uh, and then hopefully find a way to extract you for the next winter. I, I find Major Tin's plan a little more reassuring, if I'm honest. <laughs> yes, I understand that. Or another possibility is that you could oh. be put into a vial and then corked, and that way we could preserve you. Uh, I turn to look where the voice is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from the hammock, and a pair of eyes are leaning over the hammock with uh, goggles resting on his head. Of course, that's only that's only a temporary solution to this problem, but it's all hypothetical, really. We are not here, child. You must go to sleep. <laughs> no, this to is all your a dream. Don't worry. I, you young Charlie boy. I am automaton. Oh, oh you're talking to him. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Ah, yes. I, well, I am a, I am a tin soldier. Um, a, a pleasure to meet you, and we have a gift to deliver to you. So please, and. Uh, Major Tin gives a furrowed brow look at Fingal. Yeah, we have a gift for you. Yes, the snowman will deliver it across the room to you now. Won't you, snowman? <laughs> Fingal will go over and pick up the box in his little stick hands. Drop it, almost drop it, catch. And then slowly step over to, to Charles Dickens. And Charles will say, We don't really give out. Winter's heart present since since Mum passed away. Oh, well, this is from Father Winter, and Father Winter wants everyone to have a great time at this special time of year. He gets out of the hammock, gingerly reaches out to the gift, opens the box into a beautiful little golden music box, opens it, and inside is a reindeer that's just rotating, 
Mm. And you can hear the melody of In the Bleak Midwinter, his mum's favourite winter's heart song. He looks up at you, Fingal, and with tears in his eyes, he gives you a hug. Oh, thank you. Not not too hard, I might melt. Oh, sorry. And he moves a little bit away. Uh, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> okay, and you, you, you bring him in for another hug. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Drag him in with my little stick arms. And he will say, thank you. Uh, the light starts to seep in through the window, through the circular window in the attic roof. We, we should go. Yes. And we have left you another gift downstairs. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, we have vanquished your enemies. <laughs> Excellent, I didn't know I had enemies. Ah, yes, people were trying to steal from your home, but we have ended their lives. <laughs> they might be back. <laughs> Some might return, but most of them are killed. One of them's escaped. His eyes go wide and he nods. <laughs> How are you at setting traps? <laughs> well, pretty good. I think you're going to need to set some big violent ones, okay? Uh, I will, I will, I promise, I promise. Um, thank you and, and happy winter's heart. Happy winter's, happy winter's heart. heart. Happy winter's heart to you, Charlie. And so with that, you carefully scurry downstairs, go through and break through your lock. Um, well, actually, before we leave the house, um, just as the, like sort of everyone is making their way out, there isn't uh, a decorated tree in this house, is there? Oh, there is not. In which case, as we're all leaving, um, I'll sort of walk over to the sack of stolen things, pass that over to uh, Fingal and Major Tin and say, I think I am going to remain in this house. It is very badly decorated and they could choose... Some simple decoration, and so I wish to remain as this family's tree for this winter's heart. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, Shall we make haste and replace their items and decorate a little? Well, no, I think think perhaps, uh, I don't know how much of the things within the uh, bag have come from this house or from other households, Uh, but if they are from other households, then perhaps you too should quickly make some deliveries around the town. Ah, (laughs) our own little... Personal Father Winter mission. Exactly. Uh, but I will remain. I will tidy up in here. And then I will position myself in a, in a wonderful celebratory fashion in the corner. Very good. Chris, can we tell which bits in the sack belong to this house and what might belong to other houses? You suspect most of this, if not all of this, is from this house exclusively. <laughs> tell you what, rather than putting it back... Um... No, no, you must take the bag and deliver it to the other households. <laughs> I think it is very clear that everything from the bag is not from this house. You must take them. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I just had another idea that um, we could decorate you with it. And then maybe the locals can come in. And, and if, if it belongs to them, they can come in and, and reclaim it from your branches. Ah, that's a good idea. If I position myself outside in the garden, yeah, then everybody yeah. from the town will see their own belongings. <laughs> they can come from far and wide. <laughs> to clean them this is a much better plan. Yes, of course, of course. Okay, quickly, quickly, outside, outside. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I, I should also turn these taps off. I, 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 I think we'll turn off the taps before we leave downstairs. Okay. <laughs> Splashing through the probably now quite flooded like kitchen. Yeah. You go out the front. You, sorry, you go out the back door. You've turned off all the taps. You position 
yourself, Hans, at the front of the garden, in the front garden. In a nice obvious spot for everyone in the household yep. and everybody in the, in the town. Yep, it is in prime position for everyone to see. Um, and you are decorated by your friends with all these various trinkets and <laughs> yeah, uh, let's put them well. on me. Diamonds. <laughs> Diamonds. Let's reach up there. Go on, right up there. Oh, yes, put it on the top branch. Yes, There's beautiful. also, like, weapons and things from the two people inside. Like, I will also nick them and put them on the tree. Um, no, uh, yes, I am a glorious tree. <laughs> uh, and yes, perhaps the friends of these uh, fallen uh, bandits may return. So let us lay them out as well <laughs> so that they can see and, and uh, let us make them festive and add a few baubles as well exactly you may take my baubles and put them on all of them I shall oh wow <laughs> they will be a the lovely most... gift for their friends to return and, and collect I have to say I, 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 I'm surprised I, I thought you know um townspeople were a little bit more you know straight down the line I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised to find you know how uh, free-spirited every, everyone is here. Yes. I have no nothing to compare with. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Perhaps uh, they would be much more accepting of a snowman living amongst them, or a, a satyr, whichever you end up being. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the snow will melt one day, so uh, I, I, I maybe need to move on. Let us get to colder climes, as we bid you anon and adieu, dear Hans. Anon. Anon. Yes. Anon to you both for now. <laughs> and uh, I hope your your travels are, are as every bit as magical as this evening has been. Happy winter's heart. Happy winter's heart to both of you. Yes, indeed. Onwards. And so you leave the town. You leave Hans in his prime position amongst a picture that I cannot possibly describe better than what you have done <laughs> just singing to myself oh tan and bow oh, and, <laughs> and so you both arrive back into the hills knowing that Hans is where he thinks he needs to be Aww. and showing the spirit of winter's heart to all amongst a bloody mess <laughs> now <laughs> What you see is, as you reach the tree line, is once again that sleigh gliding in on the sunrise that is cresting over the mountains and over the hills that surround this valley and surround Sugar Plum Spring. And as the sleigh lands, you hear, To the brave souls who have shaved winter's heart night, with hearts so pure and faces alight, a child's joy, a gift so sweet. Adventurers, your kindness we greet. And the elf jumps out and goes, So, as <laughs> reward for your kind efforts, Fingal, yeah, yeah, we would like yeah. to extend an invitation to Father Winter's workshop, where we can help with any circumstance that, and he gives you a knowing look, of predicaments that you may have fallen into. We will do our oh. best to help rights wrongs and see you on your way to being back to your former self um just to check is it cold there uh yeah it's it's bobbling freezing <laughs> <laughs> okay um I, I guess i'm i'll jump aboard if that's okay and um, um major tin we could do with a security improvement just in case our you know, the shenanigans of Jack Frost ever come up again. So uh -huh. would you be willing to be enlisted as our head of security at Father Winter's workshop? 
Well, uh, yes, I, I feel like I should come with you to ensure that my second mission to return Fingal to their previous state uh, is completed, and I shall act as your security for a time before I will feel ready to return <laughs> to my creator and be given as the gift a true soldier that I now am. And with that, you see uh, Father Winter brandish his hand, glance it over to the image of Sugarplum Springs. And Hans, inside of yourself, you have the feeling that in the next year, ten years, a hundred years, you have a quiet confidence that you will grow to be a mighty tree of legend, of merriment, and will spread the image of a happy winter's heart. It's that excellent fertiliser of those two bodies. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, that's where we will end the episode. Happy Winter's Heart, everyone. Happy Winter's Heart. Thank you for DMing, Chris. That was Thank amazing. Thank Chris. Thanks. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> random. So, so unhinged. That went so many different places. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, delightfully dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you just have a load of objects that have been brought to life <laughs> you so know? just to sum up the picture sum up the picture they, they, they've been robbed all their taps have been on um, all their things have been decorated on a tree that's now sprung up outside yeah. uh, the same tree the that has terrified the little girl who lives yes. there the girl yes. is terrified she's terrified so every, so every year she will think that that tree has something to do with father yeah father winter she also got no presents <laughs> yeah. oh no ah she had enough yeah <laughs> she can have that axe i picked up earlier oh. all right well, i guess there's nothing else for us to say but you have been listening to no small roles with chris watts as your dungeon master ben galpin as fingal the snowman david knight as Hans Tannenbaum and Grace Kelly Miller as Major Tim Music by David Knight Edited by Ben Galpin and Grace Kelly Miller Subscribe to No Small Roles for new episodes and rate or review us wherever you get your podcasts A happy winter's heart to all Anon for now And now...